When I deployed, I didn't realize that even the air I was breathing was dangerous. Since coming home, I've watched friends get sick and struggle to get the support they deserve. But now, that's finally changing. We're eligible for new VA health care and benefits based on when and where we served. Even though I feel okay, I'm going to apply for my sake and for my family. Learn more and apply today. Visit va.gov slash p-a-c-t. Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. That's what it is. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! Let's get pumped up, because we are in championship mode. We're getting down to the playoff time, so I know it's getting real exciting, especially for your fantasy teams. We got nobody on buys this week, but it's still a big waiver wire ad this week because of injuries, so we got... A lot to talk about. Let's welcome into the studio Justin Jesus Herrera. Isn't that crazy? We got nobody on buys this week, but the NFL wants to fuck with fantasy football and give you a bye week on week 14. Ain't that the shit? Well, guys, TSS Fantasy, we ain't going to fuck with you. We're going to give you some good advice. And all you need to do is go check us out, tssfantasy.com. Go check out our rankings. Go on there. We got it all. I haven't put mine up there, but I know Coop's got his up there. I know Nick's been traveling, so his will be up there tomorrow along with mine. And, you know, the Jester's always up there because, you know, he's always up there with the commission. But, you know, guys, while you're on here, you know, hit that like button, hit that subscribe bell, or hit that subscribe note, that notifications bell, and that subscribe button, and get in on the Jester's sack that you drop. All right. You can tell Justin's really working on that intro for sure. Oh, <laughs> it changes every single time. It you know? really does. I mean, I you got to get the same one and it just comes off easier. All right. Let's welcome it's, it's in. It's all the energy. Let's also welcome into the studio Fred the Jester Reyes. Welcome into the studio. Yes, yes. Hello, everybody. The Jester's having a great day, doing well in his fantasy leagues. It's, it's, it's feeling good, feeling great. Follow me at TSS Jester. I am ready. That does make sense. Why put the buy the following week? I didn't think about that, Justin. But uh, let's get this show started. Let's get it cranking. Indeed. Let's also welcome in Albert. Good evening to you as well, my friend. All right. So, again, as Justin alluded to, hit that subscribe button. 
Why? Because the Santa Jester has a sack for you, and he's ready to bring it for the holidays. Let's check it out. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle-belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year It's the happiest season of all Nobody does the holidays quite like TSS. We have the Jester sack filled with toys and goodies for you. We got a signed uh, Damian Harris jersey, a signed Jameson Williams jersey, who, by the way, is about to see the field here shortly. We got a signed Chris Johnson jersey, a signed Andre Reed jersey, a signed Jerry Judy helmet. All you got to do is hit that subscribe button. Get yourself a sack today. Also, don't forget, go to tssfantasy.com, as Justin alluded to earlier. Our rankings are up, so you want to check those out for this week. Also, don't forget, Underdog Fantasy, use the promo code TSS. We're going to double that deposit up to $100. Justin, why do we do those crazy things? Well, it's really simple, Kamish. It's because we're the fantasy show of the people. And we do love the people. The fantasy show, the people indeed. It is holiday time. It's Thanksgiving week, so we got a lot to cover. No doc this week. He was actually traveling, but we got our guy, Brian Scott, who has his own podcast on injuries. That's who we're going to bring in this week because it's a big one. Let's bring in Brian. Brian Scott, oh, and above fame from our Wake Up with TSS show on Sunday mornings. We are happy to have you in the building, sir. Welcome into the studio. Hey, thanks for having me. As you can see, more familiar surroundings. My Vegas fantasy, uh, and I, when I say fantasy, I mean like living out of fantasy uh, <laughs> trip is over. So uh, back to reality here in my home studio. <laughs> um, when you I've bring up- heard something about Jester Sack. Uh, I, got, I know a guy. If he has a problem, I know a guy. I'll get you set up with an appointment. I'll take care of you, buddy. Don't worry. Yeah, it's, it's overflowing, his sack oh, at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a definite. Sure. We need to get him in. We'll get Listen, him in bro, you can't bring up Vegas and fantasy in the same breath and just leave us hanging like that. <laughs> All right, bro, what do we got? We got a lot of injuries this week. Tell oh, us what's we going on. Do we ever? Okay, I mean, so let's just – I'm just going down some random list here. Justin Fields apparently dislocated his non-throwing shoulder but stayed in the game, didn't miss a snap. Uh, apparently he's now listed as day-to-day. Um, I've gotten a lot of questions about this uh, over the last 24 to 48 hours because everyone's panicking that he might not make it through the season here. And while that is a realistic possibility, um, it's his non-throwing shoulder, and if this is a first-time dislocation – then often you can treat it without surgery. He probably will be wearing a brace on that shoulder um, next game. And there's no reason to think that he can't play through it the rest of the way. The problem is with one dislocation, the risk of another dislocation goes exponentially higher. So hopefully that's not what happens and he can make it through. 
and won't require anything invasive to be done. Although um, this could pose a problem in the off season. This could pose a problem heading into next year if he can't um, maintain stability of that shoulder. So it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Good thing it's not a throwing shoulder. Uh, I think he's going to play through it. We might see him limited in practice because of it, but I think we'll see him suit up on game day for it with a, with a, a brace probably. So don't get too excited, Fred, in other words. <laughs> um, it looks like Kyler Murray is going to be held out, which is what I kind of have been saying. The original reports were kind of saying that they might want to wait till after their week 13 bye. And more reports are coming out this week saying the same thing. Um, so it looks like you might see Colt McCoy for at least another week. And then uh, they're trying to try and get Kyler Murray through that bye and then have him come back week 14. So um, probably a wise decision because it's a hamstring injury. And as we've seen again this weekend, hamstrings seem to be the injury of the year thus far. Um, who who was it? Uh, Kadarius Tony. I mean, probably one of the reasons the Giants got rid of him was because of his hamstrings, because he injured both and missed significant time this season because of both the hamstrings, and then uh, was taken out of the game this past weekend with Kansas City because of another hamstring injury. So they didn't say which side it was, but he's already had injuries to both sides. So it was a re-aggravation of one of those. Um, this isn't good. My guess is he's going to be on the shelf for another few weeks because he missed a significant amount of time early in the year with this, um, with the Giants. <clears throat> Excuse me. So not a not a good thing uh, because he was looking like he was going to succeed and actually be very productive with Kansas City and Mahomes throwing in the ball. But that's all come to a screeching halt here. So uh, not good news for them. Yeah, it's a Matt- shame for Tony. He looked like he finally found a, a spot where people could use him and yeah. now, unfortunately, right back on the bench. Yeah, and this is kind of the nature of hamstring injuries. As I said before, you know, you can be going along pretty well and just a little tweak here and there and set you back uh, several weeks. So <clears throat> uh, big news out of L.A. with Matthew Stafford. He popped up on the injury list a couple weeks ago all of a sudden on a Tuesday because of a concussion, then practiced and got cleared from concussion pro- uh, protocol, suited up, and then apparently had another one. So his second concussion in three weeks, uh, not good. My guess is he's going to now miss some time because they're probably going to take him through that concussion protocol much slower than they did the first time around. So I think we're going to see him on the shelf uh, for the next couple of weeks. Um, so not good news for uh, Stafford and for the Rams. Um, chances this season heading into the playoffs. Um, uh, Carolina, P.J. Walker is out with an ankle still. I think we'll see uh, Baker Mayfield again. Um, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, this week in practice. So um, Joe Mixon uh, had a concussion with Cincinnati. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So um, we'll have to see if he uh, suits up or not. Um, he uh, apparently has a mild concussion, whatever that means. <laughs> um, mild, severe, all it really means is that the timing may be a little bit less than it would be otherwise, but it's hard to really predict no matter what, whether it's a minor concussion or or a major concussion because uh, it's all very subjective. So we'll see how he's able to progress through the protocol. Um, who else? Let's see, man. I can just keep going down the list here. Good news. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some good news. Uh, apparently, Jamar Chase might actually start practicing this week. They're saying they're going to try to work him back in and see where he's at and test that hip out. So we could see Jamar Chase coming back, which is exciting for me. I have him on my roster. Um, so I'm excited about that. 
What's the latest that you have on Mike Williams? That's the one that I know he came in with the high ankle sprain, felt like he was 200%, then went right out pretty quickly. Um, So what's the latest that you have on him? Yeah, um, that's never a good sign when you're dealing with high ankle um, injuries. Now, he he practiced and was doing well in practice and didn't have any setbacks heading into the weekend, but apparently he re-aggravated it, and that's, that's not good. But they're saying that it's not serious. So maybe it just was a little bit of aggravation. Maybe he tweaked a little bit. Maybe he just didn't feel comfortable. Um, I'm hoping it's not going to be another several weeks before we see him back. But the high ankle sprains, you really got to be careful with. Um, a lot of guys will get rushed back too soon. And perhaps that's what happened. But they were saying originally, even when he first got injured, that it was a pretty mild high ankle sprain. So not a, not a good sign uh, for, for the Chargers there. Um, but Keenan Allen was able to make it through a full game. So I guess that's some more good news. Um, I don't think he was too effective, if I'm not mistaken, right? Would he have like five catches for like 50-something yards? Yeah, like not, nothing Tar- too crazy, right? Yeah, they were targeting um, Josh Palmer a lot. In that yeah, game. I think he was actually on a snap count too, so I'm not sure he was in there for every play. Um, um, Marquise Brown, I think we're going to see him probably, if not this weekend coming up, then definitely by the week after because he's going to be running out of his 21-day window. So uh, I knew he wasn't going to play this week. I thought it was going to be too soon. Um, but I think we'll see him uh, this weekend. So keep an eye on him. Uh, he should be uh, participating in practice. They should be ramping up his uh, participation as the week goes. Um, so the Cardinals have been dealing with a lot of injuries, um, aside from uh, Murray. I think we talked about a few guys here on Sunday morning, right? Um, and we were saying that uh, – um, um, what's his name? Help me out, guys. Um, Kyle Murray or – Tyler Murray. But then who was there? Uh, Hopkins. Um, was also uh, kind of beat up a little bit and supposedly coming back. Well, I think Rondell Moore tweaked his groin or something last night um, and had to come out of the game. So uh, we'll have to see what, what's going to happen for him uh, this weekend coming up with the shortened week because of the Monday night game. Yeah, it was Hollywood Brown we were talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Coming, yeah, coming back. And, you know, well, I mean, that's good news for him if – um, that is the case. Rondell Moore misses some time. You know, Hollywood Brown owners can start start uh, start him off right away with some confidence. Depending, yeah. of course, who the quarterback is. If it's Cole McCoy, though, then that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> True. <laughs> now, um, some more good news. Apparently, uh, Jamison Williams is getting even closer to coming back. He's right at about the 11-month mark, I think, or getting close to that 11-month mark. So... There's talk now that he's going to um, start returning to practice uh, sometime in December and possibly uh, suit up. So um, I think he might have actually practiced yesterday for the first time, um, running some routes, not doing a lot, but doing some things during practice. So that's a good sign for Jameson Williams for the Detroit Lions. Um, they're playing pretty well right now. They're on a couple-game winning streak, right? They beat my Giants this past weekend, so um, that's good news. Um, some, some devastating injuries, unfortunately, for a couple of guys. And the receiver position seems to be getting hit awfully hard this year. Uh, we were talking about this before. Um, the Giants lose Wandale Robinson to a season-ending ACL injury. Um, funky injury kind of happened as he was uh, running out of bounds, kind of tweaked his knee awkwardly. Um, you could probably chalk that one up to the turf because it certainly looked real funky when it happened. Um, you know, this is right after they dealt Kadarius Tony, who's a similar style player and playmaker. So now they're without Wandale Robinson and they're already beat up in the receiving core. So they're just going to have to have a bunch of other uh, scrubs kind of step in and, and get the job done again. 
And then Kyle Pitts. This is a big one. Kyle Pitts with a pretty significant uh, injury to his knee apparently tore his MCL. And they're saying that it's significant enough that he's going to require surgery. Mm. And he's been placed on IR. Um, The big question with this injury that I've been getting is what is the timeline to return? And there's a couple of factors. One is, is it an isolated MCL? That's number one. Number two, if it's not an isolated MCL, then what else did he injure? Because oftentimes with MCL injuries, if there was another ligament involved, 95% of the time it's the ACL. If it's not another ligament and it's just an isolated uh, MCL, then in 5% of those, you'll also have a meniscus injury. And so they're going to take a look at his knee. They're probably going to do an arthroscopic procedure to check. He's probably already had an MRI, which didn't really show much. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. But um, this is a problem because the timeline to recover is going to be at least probably close to six to eight weeks. Isolated MCLs treated conservatively. Sometimes you can be back um, as early as four. Um, but he's already on IR, so we know it's not going to be four. I'm leaning more toward this eight-week mark, six to eight-week mark, which could essentially um, end his season. So that's yeah, big, big hit. It certainly ends his fantasy season. That's uh, at the end of the day. So for what, how we're concerned, um, definitely droppable candidate this week. And also, you know, if you're a Drake London owner or even Cordell Patterson, you might see an uptick in targets now with uh, Kyle Pitts out the mix. All right, Brian, we appreciate you coming in. I know you're struggling there with the uh, voice. It's, it's been like three some... weeks, and I just can't I just can't get over <laughs> so it. Man. good, man. Go get some water. I, I, All I right. was on some tea with honey here, and I thought it would help me out, but it's not, not working. <laughs> All right, we do appreciate you. We got two guests coming in, Michael Huff, Scott Rainier. We're going to debate some waiver wire claims this week. Can't wait for that. Right before we head out, let everyone know where they can follow you the rest of the week. We know we're going to see you Sunday morning, but where else where they can see you the rest of the week? Uh, I'll be uh, throwing some updates out there on Twitter world um, just because that's the one I find to be the easiest to work with. Um, I, I do have some posts every once in a while on Instagram and Facebook, uh, the injured list podcast. Um, Andrew and I, I think you're having Mr. Mallet on later today. Are you not? So uh, yes, we sir. have an article coming out hopefully tomorrow uh, inside the medical tent uh, week 12. So you'll be able to read that and we'll have a couple of other uh, information on some players we talked about. And um, uh, I'll be on some other belly up shows throughout the week. And then, of course, uh, are we doing Sunday morning again this week? We are doing Sunday morning. And I will see you guys uh, bright and early for Sunday morning last minute updates. Brighten up, brighten up, brighten early Sunday <laughs> morning. Brighten up is right. On Sunday morning, we're going to wake up with us with, and with Brian. We're going to go over all those injuries again for sure. Appreciate you being in. Let's get our guests in. It's time for some waiver wire debate.
Appreciate you, Brian. All righty, it's waiver wire time. And like I said, it's championship week, so we mean business tonight. We got some hard hitters in the building. First, let's welcome into the studio Michael Huff, my friend. Welcome into the studio. What's going on, fellas? Happy to be here. All right, whole lot of nothing. We're just trying to get ready for this week, scrambling to find those waiver wire claims. Scott, welcome into the building, my brother. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I've also got a little bit of a cold so mind the scratchy voice but um no i've been looking forward to it all good well we're looking forward to having you thanks for uh, uh sweating it out for us um and you know i was i only called brian out because it's been like he said he's been like that for three weeks now so i just figured i had some fun with him all right for you guys tonight though it's mono we mono we're going one-on-one we're gonna find out who the big waiver wire claims are tonight with champs or chumps let's get it on uh, let's get ready to rumble! thick do you think I am? I mean, I know I've never stood up around you, but damn, like, and only because Caleb looked like he's in Grandma's kitchen, I'm going to give this one to Mike, so Caleb, for just right now. Hey, man, just want to let you know that sometimes you got to shut the fuck up. Jason, that's not how you treat guests, bro. Hey. <laughs> All right, we got no Flanders here tonight, so why don't we put let's do the Jester as the judge tonight? Why not? He's a good. I like when Jester's the judge. I appreciate his his uh, analysis on these segments. Let's start off with Michael. We're going to start off with the QB round. Give us your big waiver wire pickup this week at the QB position. My big waiver wire pickup for this week at quarterback is Deshaun Watson. And yes, I understand he's not going to play till next week, but I think you can get ahead of the curve and try and pick him up. Listen, I know everything with the story is absolutely disgusting. Everything that went on this past off season. Um, and unfortunately it, it'll probably never end. We'll probably hear more women even come out, but there's no statistical category for being a disgusting perverted jerk uh, there are stat categories for throwing touchdowns for running the ball and i think that deshaun watson is going to be able to do some damage with this offense i mean the texans alone which magically ironically the nfl waved their magic wand and now that's when he comes back is against the texans um but i think he does damage right there out of the gate i think he can help you in your fantasy football playoffs so if you're somebody who's been kind of if you're somebody who's been unfortunately just trying to stream quarterbacks, if you can get ahead of the curve and get the Sean Watson, I think in Yahoo leagues, he's owned in about 48% of leagues. You can kind of get ahead of that curve, roster him now, bite the bullet. Don't tell your friends you roster him and uh, see what happens. But I, I do think he does some damage. 
and talk to your commissioners next year. Extra points for happy endings. All right, let's go to Scott. Let's say you, my friend, who's your big pickup waiver wire this week? All right, I'm kind of upset about mine because um, mm-hmm. here it is, week 12. I'm a big Seahawks homer. I know I don't really have it showing. This is a joke <laughs> Russell Wilson shirt. Um, <laughs> but I'm sitting here. I'm going to bring up Jimmy freaking Garoppolo from yeah. our rival Niners. Um, and, I mean, you know what? Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm a Seahawks fan. The Niners suck, whatever. But, you know, I'm, I'm also a fan of, of – fantasy points and good offenses. And I mean, since and it's, I mean, this isn't rocket science since Christian McCaffrey joined the 49ers, their offense has been a different monster granted two of those games were against the all of a sudden shitty Rams and the Cardinals. Um, but you can't really argue. Like I, I hear that argument all the time. Like, Oh, they, they, yeah, they scored 38 points, but it was against the Cardinals. It's like, well, what, what did you want them to score a hundred? Like what will satisfy you? So, but w- why I think this has staying power, and this is more than just a streamer for me. And I mean, he's a, he's a little bit borderline. He's just under 50% on ESPN. He's 60% on sleeper. So he quite possibly isn't available in your league, but he has one of the better quarterback and wide receiver, sorry, quarterback and running back schedules for the rest of season and the fantasy playoffs, specifically scheduled, tor- scheduled for pass catching running backs. It's like the 31st ranked uh, playoff schedule. So that's CMC. And I think qualitatively with, with Jimmy Garoppolo, and you could see it in this last game, I think with that razor-thin margin of error gone from this offense, I mean, they can play with anybody. They can come back from any deficit. They can score in a hurry. And they have that defense. I think, you know, I don't know. If you, if you guys played sports, I remembered it, when I played tentative, that's when I got hurt, and that's when I made mistakes. And I think that tentativeness is gone with him. And why wouldn't it be? I mean, he's got top five receiver, running back, tight end at his disposal. And he's, you know, since CMC came, he's been right around 30 passes a game. I think that's right where they want him. They don't want him slinging the ball 45 times a game. And he's just, he's got a great schedule. I mean, I'm, I'm playing, I'd rather have him than Cousins rest of season. Um, I'd probably rather have him than Kyler with his injury and Kyler's playoff schedule. Man, all right, Scott, all right. Scott's got me fired up for these yeah. Niners. That's all Jimmy's I got to say. freaking Garoppolo. Hey, people. hey listen, uh, I, I might go pick up Garoppolo. I'm missing Kyler Murray this week. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, all, honestly, out of the two, I think I'm going to go with uh, old Scott over here. I need somebody this week, not next week. I need them right now. And, you know, you're all right. Garoppolo's playing a, 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 a little bit easier schedule. So I'm definitely going with Scott on this one. All right. Yeah, sounds good for sure. Big, big week for Jimmy G this week. So Niners looking good. Let's see how they perform down the stretch. Let's get to round two. We'll go to the running backs. We'll start with you, Scott. Give us your big waiver wire pickup at running back. All right. It doesn't get any less sexy than this. but um, And this this one is not necessarily for this week. But you guys mentioned at the top of the show, I mean, we're in this weird no-buy limbo between a bunch of buys, you know? Um <laughs> So, you know, I I don't think there's as many people out there desperately needing a start this week. And so this falls under that Cordy. It's Kyron Williams with the Rams. Um, You know, and I'm I'm fully aware of his horrendous combine and his athletic scores. Um, But the Rams just surprisingly waved Daryl Henderson. Cam Akers had one of his better games of the season, 14 for 61, fairly good yards per carry. But I looked at it and I mean, Akers played 39% of the snaps. Um, Kyron played 55%. He had seven, you know, he only had seven carries, but he had 36 yards, also an efficient workload. Um, It's more of a, I have no idea what's going to happen, but 
if I'm if I'm banking on a Rams running back, it's almost like I, I want to bank on not Cam Akers. And right now, that's Kyron Williams. I like him better than Malcolm Brown. I mean, Cam Akers has just had this weird roller coaster year with the Rams. I don't think he's that good. I don't know if Kyron Williams is very good, but the Rams also have a very decent schedule for fantasy running backs down the stretch. So again, for me, it's not a play. You know, it's not a play for this week necessarily. But you know, he's he's like twelve percent on ESPN, thirty percent on Sleeper. So he's widely available. Yeah, I like that. It's a good pickup for sure because again, you never know who's going to bounce out of this horrific offense um, that it's been. But they gotta they have to rely on someone, quite frankly. So he might be the guy. Mike, let's go to you. Who's your big pickup for running back this week? Big pickup for running back for me is going to be Latavius Murray. Uh, I believe, what do I have here? Uh, Yahoo Leagues, he is rostered in about 26% of leagues. That's probably going to go up drastically, especially with the news that Melvin Gordon is no longer with the Broncos. Listen, you know, we talked a lot about being unsexy, like unsexiness with some of these picks. So the Broncos are about as unsexy as it is. Uh, the Broncos is one of those where you pick up the girl from the bar and she looks like a 10 in dim lighting and you get her home and it's about a four and a half and it's pretty scary. That's where the Broncos are right now. But Latavius Murray, I like him. I like the opportunity here. You look at these last few weeks, the last three weeks, 17 carries last week. Uh, the last game he led the team in carries, and the week before that as well. So Latavius Murray continues to lead this team in carries. And when you're talking about fantasy and you're talking about a running back position, which I feel like every year around this time it is as thin as thin can be, and you are scraping the bottom of the barrel, if you can get Latavius Murray, you can get instant production right away. Again, not the best offense in the world right now. Nathaniel Hackett's probably going to be a one-and-done out there in Denver, justifiably so. But I'll take Latavius Murray. I will If I'm in desperate need of a running back, let me hitch my wagon to that. 17.2 points last week in DraftKings formats. So that's where I'm rolling with as far as running back. It's not pretty, but, you know, like we were just talking about, running back position, not very pretty this time of year. Yeah, he's pretty much the one-night stand, see what I did there, in this Broncos backfield. So, yeah, uh, not a bad choice at all. Fred, what say you? Well, Scott did the same thing that Mike did the first game, or the first round. He said, <laughs> not this week. So, obviously, I need somebody this week. And uh, funny enough, I'm uh, my waiver wire is Octavius Murray. Uh, without Melvin Gordon, I think he's going to get a lot, lot of touches, and his schedule is really weak looking at it. So, I'm going to go with Mr. Michael Hoff. All right, it's all tied up one to one. Let's go to round three. Let's talk about receivers. Michael, let's go to you. Give us the big waiver wire pickup at receiver this week. I am jumping from one unsexy team to another, and I am going over to the New York Jets. I'm going with Elijah Moore rostered right now in Yahoo League's about 25% of leagues. Something has got to give with this Jets offense, and that's a matter of whether Zach Wilson decides to complete a pass and not overthrow somebody on a wide receiver screen by, you know, the lengths of two people. <laughs> I think that Elijah Moore here, whether it's Zach Wilson or whether they put Mike White in, I think that Elijah Moore is somebody who needs to be leaned on. You look at Mike White, for example, you talk about last year, I've got this right here. Um, where's my stat here in the, in, in the four weeks that Mike White played, Three out of those three out three of those weeks, uh, it was Elijah Moore's best weeks of the season. Um, so I'm looking forward to that potential because listen, I don't think 
the moment Zach Wilson throws a pass here, because that game is going to be at home this this week in New Jersey, the moment he overthrows the first pass, they're going to be calling for Mike White. <laughs> Rob Sala's already said, I'm going to go that way. You know, it, it, he's not on solid footing right now. So I think Elijah Moore is the way here. And, I mean, Elijah Moore saw – four or more targets for the first time since week five last week. So maybe that's the offense saying, Hey, let's try and generate something here. And they think Elijah Moore can be that guy. It's not the sexiest pick in the world. I know, but I do think that if the Jets offense can get going, which by the way, has looked absolutely, it's been exposed since Brees Hall has been out. So I'm going to go Elijah Moore here as my pick. Funny enough, we have another person on this show trying to convince us about oh, the no. Jets offense. Well, it's not the Jets offense, so to speak, as much as it is. I think the key to them to get any kind of uh, sustainability would be Elijah Moore. I'm not telling you that they're suddenly going to be the greatest show on turf within a matter of one week. I'm just saying that if they're going to try and get the offense going, they need to put the ball in the hands of some of their best offensive players. Brees Hall is not there right now. Michael Carter is not getting it done. I don't know what's going on with them not being able to ball, get the ball to Garrett Wilson. So Zach, something's got to give. Put and I'm going to go with Elijah in. Moore here. So, yeah, Mike, me, Mike listen, put Flacco in, put Mike White in, put, put my mother in, put anybody in. in. I, you know. put, put Flacco in, put anything in. They're not the greatest show on turf. They're the ass on grass. Let's go to Scott. Ouch. Who's your big pickup this week at receiver? Well, Mike stayed on theme between running back and receiver, so, so I'm going to as well. Um, I'm going with another receiver who sucked at the combine, and that's Traylon Burks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I'm, I've got a sucked at, the, sucked at the combine theme going here. But, I mean, you know, and this is a little bit of like, well, duh, he just had a 100-yard game. But he's finally healthy, and the, the, the arrow is slightly pointing up with the Tennessee offense as far as passing goes. On the season, they're averaging about 20 targets, you know, registered targets per game, which is second, only, uh, second worst behind the Bears. But in the last two, they're above 30. Then Tannehill came back from injury. He's been at 70-plus percent completion percentage. He's been over 300 yards on average in those two games, again, two games, small sample size, but Hey guys, like once again, this is like every year now I'm like, Oh, that's right. The Titans are a playoff team. I forgot, you know, like they're just this quiet, like, Oh, they're seven and three all of a sudden because they play a lot of close games. They run the ball like crazy. Um, They're not a flashy offense by any means, but I mean, basically a 30% target share in this past game caught seven, seven of eight targets, 111 yards, you know, caught balls in traffic. And if, you know, you don't need to be this speed burner if you can if you can su- succeed with contested catches. So I just I think and I think him on the field opens up more opportunity for Robert Woods. Robert Woods is not a, a, a wide receiver one and should not be relied on as a wide receiver one for a team. So and I mean they're in a playoff hunt. They're not a team that's going to be, you know, they're they're in a hunt right now for a playoff spot. So I just think you know they've been passing a little bit more. They don't have the greatest schedule in the world for wide receivers. But I think he's their wide receiver one. And if you can get somebody like that off waivers this time of year, I think you've got to jump on it. Scott, I think you're in trouble this round only because, ironically, the judge is a Jets fan <laughs> and he ironically hates the AFC South. But we are really going to test friend? the Elijah Moore uh, <laughs> love no, no, here no, from I'm a Jets gonna fan. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, you know, I, I was totally leaning to Michael here. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then I remember who the hell my quarterback is. It's Zach Wilson. He has not been benched yet. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm the Mike White. I, listen, I, I, I've tried for Zach Wilson. I want Mike White. But listen, Scott, I did pick Bur- Burks on my waiver wire. So I totally have to agree. He's stepping up as a number one receiver. I would definitely go with uh, Burks this week as well. I really like what Detroit's doing. Yeah, with Bobby Trees essentially missing um, Mm -hmm. off his offense, yeah, Traylon Burks definitely can step right in and take that number one role. So I do like that. Let's go to round four. We're going to the tightest of ends. Scott, we're going to start with you. Give us the big pickup for you at tight end this week. All right, back to not sexy. We're going with uh, Logan Thomas from the Washington Commanders. Um, Tight end, once again, this year has been a complete wasteland. You know, now and now we have injuries to a couple of the top guys. I mean, the Kyle Pitts injury, injuries are more important than fantasy football. Please don't take this the wrong way. But it's going to save some people having to make that decision for the rest of the year with Kyle Pitts. They can play somebody else. But Logan Thomas is somebody, you know, the, the, the commander's offense has been, I think, better than better than and it, it has looked in the box score. Uh, Taylor Haneke, you know, he's not going to be winning any fantasy championships but they do target the tight end. Logan Thomas is finally healthy. Um, and they have other weapons that, you know, that help take the pressure off of each of the individual weapons. So in a, in a really wastelandy tight end landscape, I mean, I have cycled through, I've got a couple teams where I'm streaming and I've cycled through all the guys, the Dulcich who I still like, but in redraft as a streamer has been nothing really the last few weeks stream through all of them. But Logan Tom, I mean, he's and he's shown it before. He, he's had fantasy six, success before when he's been healthy. Um, so I'm picking up Logan Thomas. Michael, as you go through the wastelandy, tell me what you found. Made up a word. Yeah, <laughs> this has been, which good job on that, making up another word. But this has been, well, certainly has been another example of why you should either draft the top tier tight ends at the top, bite the bullet and do it, or hope for the best and be where we are right now. (laughs) And listen, we've talked a lot about unsexy things. It's been mentioned probably too many times on this show already. This is the most flaccid podcast I've been on talking about unsexy players, but (laughs) I'm going to go with Mike Gusecki, who was on what I consider to be a sexy offense with the Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. Listen, he has a nice matchup coming up. uh, That being up against the Houston Texans. Texans. Off the bye. I don't like the matchup against the Niners. Obviously, why would I? Um, but I do like the matchup against the Chargers. I think we're going to get, and that's coming up a week 14. Um, so I think we're going to get some nice matchups here from Mike Gusecki. This is an offense that's going to throw the ball around. Is Gusecki is long for this team? Probably not. I was actually surprised when, when they actually brought him back this year because he doesn't fit Mike McDaniel's pass-blocking scheme that he wants to run like a George Kittle when he blocks on those pass plays or when he's blocking on those running plays. 
But be that as it may, he's here. I think we're going to see some production. If you're streaming tight end, you've got a couple good weeks in here. Again, week 13 is not the week with the 49ers. I'm not saying it because I'm a homer. I'm saying it because they don't allow points to the tight end position. It's just a fact of life. But, I mean, you could squeak by here. Buffalo Bills have been giving up some fantasy points as of late, especially to the wide receiver position. They're having some trouble there. You go over to the Packers, then the Patriots. There are points to be had here. And this is an offense that we can count on to continue to roll. So when you're talking about a disgusting position, you might as well hit your hit your wagon to a good offense at least. So that's where I'm going to go here. I believe in Tua, and uh, I believe in Mike Gusecki here. Hit your wagons to America's team, the Miami Dolphins. What say you, Fred? Well, I was uh, listening to both the arguments, and I, and I really like them both. I do have to agree a little bit more with uh, Mr. Michael Hoff because uh, the uh, Washington Commanders have a hell of a schedule coming up. Two against the Giants, the 49ers. You got uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So it's going to be tough over there when uh, all you have to do is hide behind Waddle and, uh, and uh, Tyreek and get a couple of big passes up the middle, and you're good. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to go with uh, Gusecki on this one. Yeah, I don't hear you talking trash about Tua rolling to the left no more, do I? All right, let's go to round five. It's all tied up. We're going to talk about some streaming defenses. Mike, we'll start with you. Who's our streaming D of the week? This might be a surprise because last week, not even not even network television was willing to keep this game on much longer. I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings. Yahoo ownership right now, 33%. Um, they're still 14th in scoring among all defenses. They've had four games with 10 or more points scored. Three of those games have come in the last five weeks. They're going to go up. And this is the kicker for me. They're going to go up against a Patriots team this week that has had 17 giveaways, which is actually fourth in the NFL, 10 interceptions, seven fumbles. The Vikings are tied for third in takeaways with 18, that being 10 interceptions, eight fumble recoveries. So, listen, last week was absolutely abysmal, and I think that that's why when some people are looking by the waiver wire here for a defensive stream – they're going to look at the Vikings. They're going to think with a short-term memory, they're, they're going to go, oh, my God, they looked terrible last week against the Cowboys. Just Understandably so. It's it's a fantastic offense once it's clicking, and I think we're seeing that now. But the Vikings defense here, I think against the Patriots, you can get some sneaky turnovers. You might get a double-digit defensive point game here from the Minnesota Vikings. Nice bounce-back week. That's where I'm rolling. Ooh, I like that one. All right, Scott, what say you in this last round? Who's your streaming D of the week? All right, this was a team I liked coming into the season, and then a very unfortunate injury occurred, but I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Another team that if you were to look at you know, their fantasy points allowed, um, they're, they're not ranked very high, uh, but Mr. TJ Watt is back from his injury. And I don't know, there's, there's a handful of players in the NFL that will impact and potentially take over a defense, and TJ Watt is one of them. He is definitely one of those players. Not necessarily that he's going to be the one making the sack or the tackle for loss or the pick, but he is so disruptive that it allows it's similar, a little bit similar to Jimmy Garoppolo having that margin of error. It allows other defenders, um, you know, to kind of to fill their roles a little bit more completely, uh, not having to make up for the loss of somebody like him. So again, you know, on paper that I don't have their ranking right in front of me, but it's not great. But with him back that, Overall, they don't have the best schedule, but four of their next six games are against the Colts, Falcons, P- 
Panthers and Raiders. To me, those are all very, very tasty matchups. And you have to think I've, the way I've thought about a DST on my fantasy team has changed over the years. You know, it used to be like, Ooh, I've got 10 points to start. How, how, how wonderful. And then those points would go away and it would make me sad. Now I just, you know, the the odds that a team is going to hold another team to six, seven points is is so, is so low nowadays. I just psychologically, I start at zero. That's going to happen. So if that's the case, if I'm not relying on that, I, I need to rely on sacks and turnovers and opportunistic defenses. You know, because once you once you start giving up the points as a defense, the amount of points you lose is not nearly as as drastic as the amount of points you lose when you first start giving up points. So I just go into it like, okay, this team's going to give up some points. The Steelers are going to give up some points, but they're going to be on the field too. their defense is going to be on the field and the defense needs to be on the field to get the kind of points you get, not just from holding a team to zero. So I like the Steelers. I like for, you know, they got two two games left against the Ravens. Don't like those, but they have the Colts this week. If we're talking about this week, they're at the Colts. And I mean, with Matt Ryan back, it's a little bit not as tasty as with whoever that guy, Sam Ellinger or whatever. But um, still one of the better one of the better offenses to play as far as DST scoring is, is concerned. So I'm going with the Steelers. All right. This is both, both making it tough. And TJ was a definite difference maker on that defense. Fred, what say you? Who's our winner tonight? Man, this was tough, man. They both had great arguments for this defense. I do got to give it to them. Um I like Scott's, but uh, Pittsburgh going to Indy, and Jonathan Taylor has been running like the old Jonathan Taylor the last two weeks. He's been carving up good defense like the Philadelphia Eagles. And right now, Minnesota is playing a team that just got shut out offensively by the New York Jets. It didn't score but one field goal, and they are playing, if I'm correct, in Minnesota. So if, if it's up to me, if it was my waiver wire pick, I'm going to go with Minnesota this week. So, Michael, you are tonight's winner. Congratulations, my friend. And, Scott, I hate to do it to you. You've been such a great guest and some great arguments. But as our tradition on our show, you take home said award. Come on. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Great game, though, nonetheless. Michael, we're going to start with you. Let everyone know where they can follow, subscribe, and get all your great content, my friend. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't think uh, Scott's a dumbass, but whatever. But you know, I understand this. This is the process of the show. This is the uh, this is the magic of the show. I get it. But uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at the FF Realist. Uh, I've been putting out a lot of DFS content. Been writing over for uh, Warren Sharp at his uh, Sharp Football Analysis. You check that out. Uh, as always, I am an FF Faceoff OG. They're doing a lot of great work over there. I try and get on the podcast when I can. Uh, but check out everything that's going on over there at ffaceoff.com. And uh, listen, if you have any issues with mental health, I do the mental health podathon every summer. HaydenHurstFoundation.com. Check out what he's doing and uh, feel free to donate for that cause. Awesome. Yeah, make sure to follow, subscribe, donate, get on those good good causes for sure, mental health. I'm sure Freddie could could do a little bit of that. Let's go to Scott, my friend. Where can we follow, subscribe, and get all your great content? 
first of all, it's great to be here and share a screen with, with someone like Mike. And I, I also super appreciate the mental health potathon and anything mental health related. So appreciate that. You can find me. Um, I write a I write a biweekly column and I co-host a podcast over at In Between Media. Um, and I also have a really silly, dumb YouTube series called Pulp Fantasy. Uh, if you're looking for something not so serious. Um, and then I also write a weekly article called Beneath the Surface for Fantasy Data. I've been doing that this year. Um, and I do a bunch of my own stuff, too. I got a Patreon site and that, that whole thing. But, yeah, go check me out. I spend a lot of time on Twitter. And since I'm the loser, I want to leave you guys with a loser fun fact. Um, the three best schedules, playoff schedules for fantasy quarterbacks, those teams are Houston, New England, and the Jets. So there you go. Wow. Make sure you write that. Max Jones owners get excited for sure. We appreciate appreciate you guys coming in tonight. It was great battle for sure. Uh, Make sure everyone go follow, subscribe, get all their great content. We're going to head head out. Excuse me. We're going to send you guys out tonight with our friend, Mr. Mallard. You guys gave us your waiver wire pickups. But let's see how sophisticated they can be. Let's check out Mr. Mallard's Sophistication Station. Fellas, appreciate you again. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sophistication Station. I'm Andrew LeDuc, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard, and injuries are once again playing a role in our waiver wire issues this week. But also some surprising cuts, for example... Latavius Murray at 34.3% owned is still, even more so now, a good big pickup because Melvin Gordon was surprisingly released after, well, unsurprisingly, not another fumble. Uh, but also Chase Edmonds, who Denver did pick up, is also hurt now. Uh, so Latavius Murray should get the bulk of those carries going forward. He could be very helpful down the stretch here. And then Samadre P. Ryan with Joe Mixon's concussion. Uh, we know concussions can be very hard to predict as far as a timetable here. So Samadre P. Ryan, uh, in Mixon's absence, was able to catch uh, two, uh, I'm sorry, three touchdown passes. And so he's going to be very active in that offense, an offense which should become more balanced with the return of Jamar Chase. And then Cam Akers in uh, L.A., 43.1% owned right now. He's got a good matchup against KC this week. This is more of a shot in the dark if he just needs somebody. Uh, he seems to be getting the bulk of the carries for the Rams. We'll see if Cup being hurt signals more of a balanced attack now with this offense. So it's a possibility that his role increases, but keep an eye out for a good matchup in KC, and then we'll kind of use that to gauge going forward. And then Jamison Williams is set to return from IR for Detroit, so we'll get to see his first action as professional. He's 17.3% owned right now in the ESPN League, so Jamison Williams could be a nice spark to your offense. And then last but not least, Mac Hollins with the Raiders. Uh, given the injuries to Waller and Renfro, uh, Hollins is now the third option in that offense behind Jacobs and Adams. So Matt Hollins could be a useful touchdown go-getter for you to finish off the year. We'll see you next week. And as always, you can catch me every Tuesday at 8 o'clock Eastern on Divots and Pivots. Go check it out on Twitter and on YouTube. And I'll see you next week. I think Matt Collins just took over Alec Pierce as the most sophisticated of fucking. <laughs> he looks great. That's hilarious. All right, we got it. We got a couple of things we got to run through here, and then we got the judge. So let's talk about our waiver wire picks this week.
All right, QB, Justin, go. <laughs> Kenny Pickett again, back-to-back weeks of Kenny Pickett. He did not disappoint you if you played him last week. Put up 16 points, did not turn over the ball. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is the start of something. Kenny Pickett, he's got something. You know, whether it's going to be lightning in a bottle or, you know, more like a flash in the pan, I think it'll work out for you this week. This could be the start of something good, he says. All right, Fred, who you got at QB? Uh, Mr. Tannehill uh, completed 22 of 27, 333 yards, two touchdowns, and got his, got his maybe his new number one receiver working him in. I, I think it's going to go up from there, take a little bit of pressure off Derrick Henry. I like it. Nick likes Trevor Lawrence. I don't know why, but just letting you know. All right, what do you like at running back this week? Justin, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about you? Did you not have a, a waiver? No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, we don't have time anyway. I have. I have some down, but like I said, we got a f- ten minutes, so I figured I'll just skip mine this week. It's fine. All right, all right. I got Cam Akers. I agree with Sophistication Station, and you know this Matthew Stafford, the Henderson being out, Matthew Stafford being out. This team is just god awful afterwards. Even Warford might even be out with a neck injury, so they're gonna have nothing to do but run the ball. Uh, Cam Akers looks like he might be getting uh, the load there. You know, most carries out there. So. Indeed. Fred, who you like at running back? I, I kind of agreed with our guests that were here. I had Latavius Murray. <clears throat> it's his job now. No Melvin Gordon. There's nothing to stop him. He should the rest of the season should be his. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, with Chase Edmonds now hurt too, he's the lone man. I mean, bottom line, you're gonna get a lot of dump off passes as well. <laughs> the judge speaking up. Appreciate you being here, Judge, but no, the Cowboys are not back. You already put. You've already designated them for the Dolphins, bro. We can't go back on it now. All right, let's go to receiver. What say you, Justin? Uh, Jarvis Landry. Surprisingly, he's in forty percent availability on sleeper redraft. Uh, Ten targets in the past two games. Twelve points last week. He seems to be heating up, and this team's got nothing else but him and Olave. So I am all about getting some Jarvis Landry on my team. Fred, how about you? All about trailing Burks, man. 20% only p- owners had him. Seven of eight touchdowns, 111 yards. I mean, here we go. Might be the number one receiver on the team. Like it, indeed. Tight end. What do you got, Justin? Tyler Conklin. Now, fingers crossed that Zach Wilson is kicked off the team because he doubles his production <laughs> when Zach Wilson is off. So that means Joe Flacco, Mike White, they love them some Tyler Conklin, Zach Wilson. Uh, I guess only Milfs love Zach Wilson at this point. <laughs> Not even his own team. <laughs> hey, he'll take it. All right, what do you like, Fred? Uh, four receptions, 36 receiving yards, two touchdown. Austin Hooper, solid game versus the Packers, only on 6%. So he's definitely out there, guys. I think we'll get him. Nick has on here Jawan Johnson, and I only mention that because if you ain't you ain't picked up Jawan Johnson by now, ain't something wrong with you. That guy is hot every week. This guy's getting in the end zone, so like like Jawan Johnson a lot. All right, let's go to defense. Uh, Justin, who you like? Uh, the Jets. So, just talking about Zach Wilson. Mm. Ever since Zach Wilson has come in, you think, oh, God, this offense has been terrible. But guess what? This defense is the number three scoring defense in fantasy since Zach Wilson has took over. This defense shows up whether Zach Wilson shows up or not. So go get them. They're uh, owned in 20% of the leagues right now. Jordan liking that. Uh, Tyler Conklin pick said that was his as well, Mr. Jesus. Um, By the way, also to add to that Jets pick, Possibility of Justin Fields not playing. If he doesn't play, man, that's a juicy pickup. Juicy. 
juicy indeed. Fred, what say you? I say the Washington <laughs> Commanders. They've been playing good as of late. Mm-hmm. Touchdown, two interceptions, five sacks, uh, 21 fantasy points. And, you know, they have a good game this week. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely jump on the Commanders while they're hot. You got Atlanta. Yeah, the defense. that defense is playing good, no doubt. They definitely have picked up the pace. Um, that whole NFC East actually has just been really good so far. All right, that's our waiver wire. Let's conclude it because we got a little bit of time. We got the judge to hear from as well. Let's talk about a little who would you rather for this week. Okay, here's a shout out of a cannon. Oprah, Barbara Walters, your wife. You got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. I think we're done here. All right. Let's start off, Fred. I'm going to start time. Instead, I'm gonna, Fred, I'm going to go. I'm trying... I'm trying to play it all smooth and shit. <laughs> Justin's cracking up every time. Fred, Tua versus Houston or Jalen Hurts versus Green Bay? That was for you, Fred. I know. This is a very hard one. <laughs> I thought you were frozen. <laughs> Green Bay is playing who again? Okay, let me think, let me think, let me think, let me think. All right, yeah. The- it's Eagles but- versus Green oh, Bay. Oh, hell yeah. no, not the Green Bay. We go. I think he did this on purpose. We're going to go with Tua versus Houston, <laughs> just so I can say Tua, because there's no way I'm picking Aaron Rodgers against Philadelphia. Stop it. Oh, uh, no, it's Hurts against Philadelphia, or it's Hurts against Green Bay. Okay, yeah. either or. Uh, well, that's a little bit different. Uh, I might pick it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> Green Bay is pitiful. <laughs> but Bill so is said- Houston. Bill want to chime in. Russell Wilson will find a way to screw up the handoff even. And then LOL Wilson and Wilson for the unemployment line. He likes that for sure. All right, let's go to Justin in this next one. You're going to go Dak Prescott versus the Giants, or are you going to go Geno Smith versus the Raiders? Oh, Geno Smith all day long. Raiders can't guard shit. I mean, literally, like, they couldn't fucking do – they can't – yeah. Geno Smith, wrap it up. I ain't going to throw out corny lines. I ain't Russell Wilson – Geno Smith all day long. All right, let's get a little more difficult. Trevor Lawrence versus Baltimore Ravens? Or are you going Derek Carr at Seattle? Fred? I'm going to go Derek Carr at Seattle. I, the one thing that is working is the offense. And as long as you got Devontae yeah. Adams over there to throw the ball to. and uh, uh, So I would definitely go with the uh, the, the Raiders. Seattle, not too bad in the secondary, though. <laughs> I only brought that up because Baltimore is sometimes a little shaky with Trevor Lawrence. So we shall see. Let's go to you, Justin. Daniel Jones at Dallas, or are you going Marcus Mariota at the Commanders? Ooh. Ooh. Neither. Can I pass? Gosh. I think I'll go with Mariota, but that's only because, you know, Daniel Jones just lost, like, his only weapon in Wandale Robinson outside of Saquon Barkley. Um, they both can do the same things. You know, very me- mediocre passers with, you know, some legs to them. So I'm going to go with the fact that one guy's got Drake London to throw to and Cordero Patterson to throw to, and the other guy's got Fred. Saquon Barkley. out here? <laughs> uh, uh, I think Slayton's back. Darius Slayton. Yeah, Slayton. Darius Slayton. Yeah. Oh, okay, speaking, of, speaking of, if he's on your waiver wire, definitely be scooping him up. All right, Fred, let's go to the running backs. Jonathan Taylor this week versus Pittsburgh. You were talking about him. Or Josh Jacobs at Seattle. 
I think I'm going to stick with Jonathan Taylor. I like the way he's been running the last couple of weeks. And uh, they're still kind of in the little wild card heart. So you got to feed Jonathan Taylor as much as you can. And, and of course, the coach's alignment. That's what he's going to do. Justin, Dalvin Cook versus the Patriots or Travis Etienne versus the Ravens? Mm, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to go with Etienne, though, because the Patriots, if they've done one thing this year – really well on defense, and that's go against the run. Last week we saw Dalvin Cook kind of get shut out in the second half. He had a good first half, but obviously they weren't scoring anything. They went completely to the uh, passing game. I think this is a game where Travis Etienne could take over and could beat up on the Ravens. All right, Fred, Jeff Wilson Jr. versus Houston or James Conner versus the Chargers? Wow. I don't know what Miami is feeling they're going to do this week. They're going to throw the ball. They're going to actually try to run the ball. Jesus. Um, and the second game was the Chargers game, right? Jeez. All right. So I'm going to go with Connor only because I like I liked Miami's game. But there's no if, – if Colt McCoy plays, they were pitiful. And Connor had to do a lot yesterday. All they did was Hopkins and Connor. That was all they had. So I think they're going to replay that again. I'm going to go with Connor. Jeff Wilson Jr. is a smash start this week, and I'm only saying that because Houston, they are dead it's last. Terrible, yeah. But I just, I just don't know if they're going to throw the ball 50, 40 times. They that's need, they're not going to need to, and that's why Houston has the record that they have. All right, let's go on to receiver. Let's go to you, Justin. Uh, Amari Cooper versus the Bucks, or Chris Olave at San Francisco? Uh, definitely going to go – with Amari Cooper versus the Bucks. <laughs> no, I'm I'm only kidding with you. Um, actually, after watching last week what uh, Charvarius Ward did against um, DeAndre Hopkins, which wasn't impressive at all, I'll actually go with Olave in this one. Um, believe it or not, the Bucks secondary is actually really good. 49ers secondary is kind of iffy, and I think that the Saints game could end up being one of those lame games where it kind of gets into – a blowout situation. So that could lead to an Olave touchdown very easily for him. On the other hand, Amari Cooper, I mean, I just don't have no faith with Winfield and Jamal Dean back there. I think that, you know, he'll probably get locked up. I would go with Donovan Peoples-Jones on the other end if I'm picking a Browns wide receiver this week. Fred, would you go Terry McLaurin versus Atlanta or would you go Gabe Davis at Detroit? I think I'm going to go – I'm going to stick with the Cam Anders. I'm going to go Terry McLaurin. I, I just like Heineke. They're sticking with Heineke. They got uh, some belief in him again. He's his favorite receiver, and they're playing for something. So definitely going with uh, the Commanders. Yeah, Commanders back on track for sure. Heineke and McLaurin got the offense going. Let's go to the tight end position. If – um, well, let's just – I guess we'll just play this off. Let's just say Justin Fields is going. Cole Komet at the Jets or Jawan Johnson at San Francisco? Justin. Uh, that would be Cole Komet against the Jets. Um, regardless of my like for the Jets and the 49ers, the 49ers do not allow shit to the tight end. They do not allow tight ends to even sniff the end zone. It's not going to happen. Juwan Johnson's touchdown streak is going to be over if there's even a touchdown streak. It seems like he has one, but three. I think it's three in a row. Greg Dolchich at Carolina or TJ Hawkinson versus the Patriots. Fred. Nope. The Patriots are tough. I'm going Greg Dolchich uh, at uh, at, uh, Carolina. They're just not that good. And Russell Wilson 
<laughs> they play the devil, right? Yeah, Russell Wilson, they will throw to him. So there's no what, way. <laughs> what, what, what's tougher, watching Russell Wilson play quarterback or watching the Patriots play defense? <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Oh, my gosh, dude. Like, that's that's rough. All right, let's go to the defense. Miami versus Houston or New England at Minnesota. Justin. Oh, I know which one I go with that one. What was the first one? New England? It was New England, Minnesota, and what was the first Miami one? Miami versus Houston. Miami at Houston. Oh, yeah, it's definitely Miami. It is definitely Miami. I know you were setting that one up. Well, I mean, come on. Are they really that close? They're not I that want, close. I, I didn't want Fred to. Well, they are in the rankings. They're right next <laughs> I would have picked other, Miami, though. too, on that one. Like, they're, yeah, that's, the that's, rankings that's, are that's right next crazy. to each other. Not my rankings, but the overall consensus. That's They're their right neck and neck, so that's why I brought them up there. Yeah, All that's right, not even Fred, close. Fred, let's go here. Let's go KC at Carolina or Baltimore at Jacksonville. I don't think they play each other. KC at Carolina. Oh, does that? Oh, I'm sorry. KC at the Rams. I, I got it. Like, I don't know if you can see that, but it definitely <laughs> it looks like Carolina or it could be LA Rams. So you got KC right. at the Rams and who's the other one? KC uh, at the Rams or Baltimore at Jacksonville. I'm gonna and I'm picking Baltimore. Um, I think there. I think I don't like Trevor Lawrence. A lot of people like the the, the offense of Jackson. I don't like it, man. I I prefer the Baltimore Ravens um, defense that game. Even though the KC couldn't have a really good game against the Rams, I'll stick with Baltimore. Yeah, depend if Matt Stafford doesn't go. I mean, KC then, is a smash start this yeah. week for sure. Um, but you know, again, it, he looks like he's not trending. Like you know, he talked about. Like Brian talked about, this was like, I don't know, two out of three weeks that he's had a concussion. Not going to see him I definitely, I think, for the rest of the year. They've already shut down Cooper Cup. I can say we could definitely say goodnight on the Rams. That's 20, so 2022 campaign for sure. All right. Hey. So, listen, you know, we got all these waiver wire pickups we talked about all night. We talked about guys we want to pick up. Well, we got to figure out guys we want to drop. That's why we bring in the judge, our boy from True Serum Football. I love the judge. The judge is here this week. Let's see what he's got to say about his players that he might want to drop this week. All rise for the Honorable Jordan C. Thomas. Court is now in session. You may be seated. Today, we would like to call to the stand Mr. Justin Jefferson. Oh, hell wide receiver no. of the Minnesota Vikings. Mr. Jefferson, you are brought in front of this court today and are facing 14 charges of assault and battery, as well as one charge of tampering with evidence from a murder scene. The evidence against you is as follows, Mr. Jefferson. On Sunday, November 20th, the Dallas Cowboys, led by previously convicted Jarrah Jones, traveled to U.S. Bank Stadium to take on the then number one seeded Minnesota Vikings. The Cowboys coming off an absolute ass kicking administered by the Green Bay Packers, came into your stadium, your stadium, Mr. Jefferson, and proceeded to shut down not only you, but your entire damn team. The 14 counts of assault and battery all stem from individual cases of my fantasy teams that I have you personally rostered on. Your performance made sure that I had the single worst fantasy week of my entire season and my records were left beaten and battered in your path. After the Cowboys kicked down your doors and slowly and methodically killed your entire franchise, you decided to tamper with evidence 
by trying to convince the people and this court that you played with a sore toe. We all know the only thing that you heard on Sunday, Justin, was your pride and maybe your labia. Mr. Jefferson, this court does believe in second chances, and we are giving you the benefit of the doubt this time. With the outstanding work you've done in the fantasy community, we are sentencing you to a probation with a chance to redeem yourself for your crimes this upcoming week. This court, however, does regret to inform you that we will not honor the temporary restraining order that you attempted to put on Kirk Cousins, and he will, in fact, remain your starting quarterback. This court is adjourned. Wow, would you check that out? I wouldn't even believe uh, Justin Jefferson will be up in the court. Me like, how either. crazy is that? Hey, hey cool note on that. He pre- The week after... Fucking went off. So Justin Jefferson, big money every, week. <laughs> every week the judge calls somebody out. The that week they go off. So expect big things. Indeed, he wanted to mention. By the way, the judge loves you too, Jester. Bill wanted to chime in for a hit out tonight. Gabe Davis due for a big game. Mike White, Mike White, Mike White. Russell Wilson can't see over the line. I <laughs> that was pretty funny. Hey, girl, sixty nine. Her private show is here. Just in case anybody wants to know, um, my boy Bandy, <laughs> courts in session. Appreciate you showing up tonight, Bandy. Um, he said it was intentional, and he said he has Jefferson everywhere. I appreciate yes, that because I do too. <laughs> yes, using our platform to get ahead. I like that. All right, guys. Well, we're heading out for tonight. Don't forget to tomorrow. It is big game Wednesday for Turkey Day. We got big guest Nikki uh, Geisten. I always say her name wrong. Nikki Giston, as also we have Ben Holiday as well. We're going to be talking about the uh, Giants. Big game. Giants, Cowboys on Turkey Day. We're going to have some Turkey Day starts and sits. All kind of Thanksgiving fun. We're also going to be teaming up with True Serum Football. You want to check us out on Turkey Day morning for a special Thanksgiving Jeopardy. You definitely want to check that out for sure. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you. Um, I went on long enough. And we, <laughs> once I can find the damn outro, are out. If I, I still can't find it. I don't know where the hell it is. There it is. Oh, we're out. We're on a mission. We're on a Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.